Welcome back to another episode of City Point. We've got a four-man panel today to go over all things England, Ireland, England, Pakistan, and maybe a little bit of county cricket now that's back. Essex are looking good as well. It's always good to see. How are we, boys? Got Rav, Sam and Mahir with me today. How are we, fellas? Really good, mate. Just relaxing after another W at the weekend. Just, you know, standard stuff for me now, really. I mean, forgotten what it's like to lose, so yeah. That's three in a row now, Rav. What's it like being that successful? Really good, mate. Like, you know, we've come in this season with a good ethos of just enjoy it, don't worry about it. And I think that's coming into our cricket. Like, if someone throws an overthrow, who cares? Make up for it in the just hit a six. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> How many weeks is it going to be until you come on here moaning that you've all had a massive fuck off row of each other? <laughs> nah, mate. We don't. At least Brookfield Cricket Club, we're, we're all friends. We're all friends here. We're all friends. <laughs> How about you, Sam? Are you finally back to playing cricket at your club? Yeah. So played on Sunday. Took a bit of an L. Uh, we got 250 odd off of our 40 overs, but it was at Sudbury, which I know a few of us have played at. So very small ground, short boundaries quick scoring pitch and they chased it down with two or three balls to spare so a bit unfortunate for us but definitely good to be back playing for HCC. How about you Chappie? Back in action? Yeah back in action lovely trip down to Frinton didn't contribute much myself but great to get a win over the league champions. Very nice yeah I was also at Frinton over the weekend Um, we also won on Sunday so pretty bad weekend to be in the bar at Frinton watching two losses back to back. Um, one of my two licensed pubs in that town as well. So. You found out the trivia then? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Then Skip <laughs> was very keen to tell us all about that. Um, so yeah, we'll get in, we'll get into it then. <laughs> so yeah, England have been playing some ODIs against Ireland. Um, two relatively comfortable victories. Uh, Curtis Camphor, the only player that looks of any decent standing really for Ireland. James Vince is getting a bowl. You know, Billings is amongst the runs. What have we made of those two games so far, gents? Uh, it's not doing a lot for Ireland, is it? They're playing a, a relatively second-string England team. And even, you know, they're they're struggling with the bat. They're struggling with the ball. As you say, only Curtis Campers come out of this with any decency, really. So uh, hopefully, for the sake of Irish cricket, they can pull something together tomorrow and at least put up a bit of a bit of a scrap. Do you think England will be bringing the changes going into that third ODI? Mahir, will you get to see Liam Livingston? Maybe. I think... I think I think we will see Liam Livingston and hopefully hopefully get some runs for it as well. And probably a deserved poll too. But yeah, Ireland have, Ireland have looked probably a little bit undercooked, I think. Probably showed the lack of high intensity cricket they've been able to play for the last age. And coming up against a second string England, but a very good England side, it's much tougher when you haven't played for a while. It definitely says a lot about England, doesn't it? That their second string side is probably the fifth ranked ODI team in the world, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, their third string side does like we play tomorrow if they ring the changes. So do we see that one going three 0 Yeah, pretty comfortably as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably see some sort of makeshift attack with Saqib Mahmood still leading it. Well, saying that, I mean, Mahmood got a bowl after James Vince the other day. I mean, what? If someone was saying James Vince is legitimately England's sixth bowler in that team at the moment because of no Joe Root. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, hopefully there'll be more to remember from that series other than James Vince getting the ball. But yeah. I think if they get another hopefully reason. They chuck it. Hopefully they chuck the ball to Jason Roy tomorrow. Or Tom Banton or someone. Yeah. yeah. I think mean, that series is just going to disappear in the rearview mirror quite quickly. A series that might not, however, is the test series coming up against Pakistan. 
Um, we're going to try and build a sort of mixed 11 between the two sides. But before we do that, how do we see that shaping up? Well, England will lose the first one, won't they? As they always do. And then they'll probably... I think England, a bit more high-intensity cricket. And it, coming off a good win in the West Indies, the bowling attack looked good. All the batsmen have contributed with some runs at some stage. I'd make England favourites at the moment, but you know with Pakistan, they can just show up on any given day and really turn it on. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put up a good scrap. Yeah, yeah. Pakistan, thinking of playing two spinners. Chandy, what, what do you make of that if they go with Shadab and Yassir? It would be an interesting ploy, especially given that they're both leg spinners. Um, you'd expect one to be a more containing type. Maybe Yassir will play that role and Shadab maybe a bit more attacking. But it shows a lot of faith in their three seamers. So um, I think I assume will be Abbas, Shahina Fridi, and um, the youngster Nasim Shah. But yeah, it, it might work. They are very two very good spinners, despite Yassir having the record for the most double centuries conceded in test cricket with three. Um, but yeah, be nice to see a bit of spin for a change this summer. That's, yeah. a, potent, that's a potent attack, isn't it? With yeah, it's a serious mix of a attack. Two good, good variation. Two leg spinners, so there are no off spinners in that squad. Look at Pakistan's most recent side. Um, their top order... It looks like it looks like a two-man job to me. If Azar Ali and Babar Azam doesn't get don't get runs, who else gets runs in that top order? That's the question, isn't it? You say that, but Abid Ali is averaging 107 in four Test match innings so far, so he's clearly a good hope for for Pakistan. Wow, um, that, that shows my absolute lack of knowledge there. I just I just thought Sean Masood's a bit rubbish, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Anderson's bunny, yeah, but. Um, <laughs> I think also lower lower down on that order, Asad Shafiq's got a, a great record at number six. He scored something like the most hundreds from number six since 2000, maybe all time, I'm not sure. Um, so there is a bit of depth in their batting. There are definitely a couple of less tested names, but there, there's a lot of quality in there. Other than Azar Ali, who played a lot of county cricket for Somerset, didn't he? They generally untested in English conditions and I know the ball's not been doing too it didn't do too much against the West Indies but on certain day when the clouds come in and it does start moving you just wonder it's an entirely different ball game isn't it to playing in the the UAE I've got a terrible track history of saying UEA there and definitely East Anglia so I have to really think but yeah they're um they're generally roads, aren't they? And you have to play spin well to get runs. So it's a very different test for that that Pakistan batting lineup. But it should be interesting. If you, if they do get those green conditions, overcast green conditions, it'll be very fun to see that Pakistani attack operating as well. There's a lot of firepower in there. And if that and if Zach Crawley finds himself back in the England side after being messed about in that first series, and you know an early wicket falls, I think both sides are. They're definitely, like you say, their bowling is, is their strong suit for sure. Rav, what do you make of the series? Who do you fancy to look good? Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, no, I'm absolutely buzzing for the series, to be fair, because Pakistan are a serious side. I don't know if it, you guys have mentioned it already, but apparently they're unbeaten home and away or something like that um, for, since like 2010. But yeah, um, in general, they're a strong side. And... Um, I am looking forward to seeing, especially they've got a lot of good young players. So they've got the likes of Nassim, you might have mentioned already. They've got Shaheen as well. 
both two young, serious quicks. Um, they're excited to see those guys. And of course, everyone's excited to see Baba, Baba Azam, who's like probably one of the best players in the world right now across formats. Um, he's definitely one. It'll be interesting to see how he does in the Red Bull game over here in England. Yeah, with a good series over here, do you think Baba Azam replaces Joe Root in that sort of powerful four? Of well, think, well, to be honest, I'd put Marnus Labuschagne ahead of Root in that big four. Um, but that's a whole other debate. Um, but yeah, there's definitely an argument there to be put forward in the sense that he is one of the, top, the, like, the world's top batsmen, for sure, 100%. Right, so should we crack on with trying to create some sort of Uber 11, um, make the best of what we can with these batting lineups, and then fight out over the bowlers? So, opening up, who, who do we fancy? I reckon, I reckon there's a case definitely for one from each nation here. But I'll be interested to see who everyone else fancies backing. Are we, we going to go on current form or sort of overall record? I don't know. Who who would you want? Who would you want batting for you? I guess it's it's just the. I think Dom Sibley's sort of fifty or bust at the moment, isn't he? You got two ducks, two fifties, and then big hundred in the West Indies Test. So I think he's probably the one that's in nick. But Burns always looks a little bit more reliable, a little bit more steady. I always expect Burns to score runs. And then, as as Chandy said, look, you've got some good averages at the top of that Pakistan order. So, it could genuinely be a case of two, any two from four that would probably do a similar job for you. Except yeah. Now that I've well, been on Abid Ali, I feel like I have to put him in. So, we yeah. go with Burns, Burns and Ali? You can't turn down those numbers. Yeah, I think, I think that definitely works. It's, it's maybe a little bit harsh on Dom Sibley, Rav. What's, what's your opinion on that? No, I think um, it's a tough one, really. But I think the fact that Ali is that, uh, yeah, I think you could, you could go either way, really. It's hard, it's hard to say. Can we make one of Baba and Joe Root bat three? Go Azar and drop drop Root. Azar than Baba. Huge call. I've, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, same. But I'm just anti-Root. That's a majority sound. That's how we work. Yeah, but come on. Welcome to democracy. Come on. Let's have let's get some numbers up here. Let's have a look at some numbers. <laughs> we'll be doing this properly. So wait, so as much as you all hate Rui, still averages fifty in Test match cricket. That's quite a lot of runs. Azar Ali averages forty-two, but that includes a massive three hundred not out. But Azar Ali's batting at three. He's just replacing Crawley. Yeah. So it's Babra Zam versus Root, really. Oh, I mean, this and is so. Said that Let's, all right, let's make sure Root's let's make sure Root's not captain, and then he's going to average fifty-five. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. But who, who's our five? You can't be dropping Stokes. Stokes has got five locked down, so we're not yeah. pushing one of them down. That's a real shootout between Baba and Root. And I'd Stokes rather have. Let's bat Stokes at three. He's not going to bowl. He's just not going to need to bowl. I'd rather have Azarin as as a captain. Well. Majority rules. Uh, like you say, I think Stokes at five is a fairly obvious one as well. Who, who do we want sliding in at number six? It's Pope or Shafiq, isn't it? Well, Shafiq's got a ridiculous record. Does he keep? Does Shafiq keep? Was he the keeper? No, no keeping. Oh, he's he's in. He's in without a doubt. Who Shafiq? Yeah. Pope because he doesn't keep. Unproven. That's tough on Pope. Tough on Pope. Pope's oh. been up and down though recently. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Greatest short leg though. 
Unbelievable. Really stitched himself up there. He's there for season come. Burns now our short leg. Burns is now our short leg. Seven. (laughs) On brand. Nice. (laughs) I think the keepers is is where both sides aren't at their strongest. You still have Rizwan versus Butler in a straight shootout. If we're back in that top six to be the best of both worlds, can we not afford to throw Butler in there for some carnage? You know, yeah, I, he's coming in. Know. He's coming in at three hundred and fifty for five. But does one wear a floppy hat as a keeper? Oh, that's a game changer. <laughs> that's huge. I love does that. Eighties. <laughs> it's all about aesthetics. Rizwan's got no, only one Test fifty in nine innings, no hundreds. But he wears a floppy when he keeps. It's as bad as with a bat. But with a floppy, and he's in. Yeah, if he promises to bat with it. <laughs> Bat, keep everything. <laughs> uh, I, I think we've probably got so to go. Am I, am I putting Butler brackets wearing a floppy? Excellent. Yeah, that sounds fair. Is it now, now the bowling attack. Are we one spinner? Well, the spinner's Yazashar, isn't it? Because yeah. we all hate Don Bess. I don't know. I mean, um, maybe Shadab. Oh, yeah, yeah. King. Bit more batting depth. Yeah. yeah. But has he pro- has he proven himself at test level with the ball yet? I don't know. Yeah, he's a seriously one day player. At one point, it was him and Imad, like dominating the white ball uh, rankings. The pair of them sort of playing a similar role. Yeah, he's, he's, his best... only twenty one. Yeah, his best test figures are only three for thirty one. Um... Yeah, his average with the ball is higher than his average with the bat. And we don't, and we don't have Joe Root to bowl those handy overs. We don't. Denley eight. <laughs> Liam Livingston. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that uh, Chandy didn't mention Pope with the gloves. Yeah, I thought that as well. <laughs> as well. No, um, eight. I think you're you some probably a better option. And just to, just for the avoidance of all doubt, Don Bess is. Our fourth favourite spinner in this setup, isn't he? Like, I don't want, I don't want him to be anywhere near this. Uh, I don't know anyone. Root, root at eight. Yeah, I was going to bet job I'll be really annoyed. Uh, <laughs> and now your your three man pace attack. It's, it's hard this enough in like, three from England. I, I I've got this. I think. Should we all propose three? Should we all propose three? Hang on, give me a minute. I need to just. Yeah, so my three. Is Abbas Anderson Broad? Not in that order, obviously. Be Broad Abbas Anderson, or maybe Broad Anderson Abbas. Anyway, it's those three. I think I'd go just to get a left armour in. Shaheen, test him out. Uh, yeah, my my three was going to be Shaheen Broad Wokes. Oh, oh the wizard! Oh wow, the wizard! And All right, so. Uh, my only problem with Chandy's is that I think Anderson and Abbas are the same sort of similar to- sort of bowler. So I've gone, I've gone with Rav and gone with Shaheen for some left arm gas option, and then Anderson and Broad. I yeah. think Abbas is more of a, a seam operator. So Abbas is a little bit more wokes than Anderson in the air. Well, let's all agree on Stuart Broad and we can slot him in at nine after his runs and his newfound yeah. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so then is it is it a 
one from three of Abbas, Afridi and Anderson. Two. No, two from three. It just depends. If you're going off past records, then it's going to be Anderson and Abbas. But if you want something slightly different, you'd go Shaheen. But he obviously young and experienced. Don't think he's played a test match in England before. So that would probably go against him. Then again, I think Abbas has been tailing off. His form might have been tailing off recently. He only took two wickets in two warm-up games, didn't he? Why? You go Shaheen and you stick Wokes in at eight. No Wokes. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Roy Such for one. I'm Roy. Such a magician. He's a wizard. Anderson's a professional podcaster now. You don't need cricket anymore. <laughs> I, I'm, I'd be happy to go Anderson Broad. They're not... Oh, not Anderson Broad. Oh, sorry, I've lost the plot here. A fast, a fast <laughs> and Broad. Oh, oh. Mm. no! No honourable mention. No honourable mention for Joff. Tough one, Joff, no. isn't it? Because he's gas, isn't he? We yeah. want we some should... gas. But yeah. like, if you're gonna, it would be Joff against Shaheen, but Shaheen's left-handed. Oh, I'm just saying that is a serious. That is a serious drop-off. That's a serious tale. Yasir, Broad, Shaheen, and Anderson. There's two Test match tons in that tale. You know who shores that up? Chris Wokes. Bewitted. <laughs> He's so good at home. Yep, <laughs> He's got the best average out of all of them in England. We <laughs> don't know how Shaheen does in England yet. All right, let's 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 mix it up. Let's get rid of Actually, Rory Burns. And does I he have a better bowling average than Muhammad Abbas in England? I think that's probably not true. Who Wokes? Oh, how am I gonna? <laughs> the searching goes on now. It was a two-match test series. He was player of the series and took ten wickets. It's not loads, is it? I played one test series in England. And uh, the top run scorer in that series was Josh Butler. He averaged 14.2 in England. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but was that when the top order was like Keaton Jennings? Adam Live. Yeah. I think it's it's well post-live. It's well post-live. That is the live point. era was actually a long time ago. 2015, wasn't it? Was that Ashes? Yeah. That Are is we... like that that England opening. That that England top order is the equivalent of Div Two wickets, isn't it? Let's be honest. It just doesn't <laughs> count. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm happy to drop the Wokes train. <laughs> but I, I I did just think that's a serious tale. Any any time Broad is batting in a single figure, worries me. Unless Shaheen, Shaheen must be a, a bit of a better bat than Broad. No, he's an absolute bunny. Yeah. He's probably he worse might. than Anderson. Anderson yeah, Anderson might go 10. <laughs> but Shaheen's been batting nine in the Pakistan side. Yeah, but that's... that. Pakistan, um, Abbas is, is Abbas that bad with the Yeah, bat? terrible. They're quite notorious just to have long tails in general. Like they just, they, they've got a top seven and then you, they yeah. might as well call it a day when they get six down. I think that's why they're quite keen to play Shadab in the uh, next uh, te- in, in the in the series because that that gives them a bit of batting at seven. Um, but it also, yeah, like, yeah. It sounds like the sort of team I'd love to captain against. Get him six down, bring yourself on to bowl, <laughs> wickets, pad them stats. If Ru- if Rooty was playing, you know, well, when Rooty's playing, you know he's going to be giving himself a bowl with that tail. <laughs> So are we are we agreed then that it's Broad, Shaheen and Anderson? 
I think, to be honest, I've been way too nice to. He hasn't been that good in this series, in that in the West Indies series. Anderson, um, yeah, but the bloke's got five hundred and eighty-nine Test wickets, a lot of wickets. This isn't this isn't for reality. This is like everyone's completely fit. It's yeah, no. I I just don't know if maybe this is a very. I think it's a, an opinion that only I have that Anderson is maybe quite a bit past where everyone else thinks he is. Oh, what and can get for it? Constantly in the press saying that he feels a hundred percent. Everyone believes it. I'm just not convinced. I think I think he's quite stubborn and he's managed to narrate quite a good story that yeah, he's still got it. The only reason he does um tail enders probably. That ain't wrong. He's still a very, very good bowler and he still does. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get works in. Works you see Shaheen. Broad. Uh, broad, Shaheen. Wokes over a bass. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going to go for Sh- Shaheen. Oh, I, feel, I feel like I've, I've bullied you all there. But is that, is that just a very personal thing about Anderson there? Well, I'm just having a look. I, I, don't, I, think, I think you've got him... I don't think you've got your... I don't think that's right, really. You still I think it's a very short-term years. lens from the last test. Well, I just, I just think he was wickedly injured last summer. He was so he was so accurate in that last test, though. He was he so didn't anything. His his injury in South Africa was an unlucky injury as well, wasn't it? He didn't intercostal or like some, he broke a rib or something. That wasn't a an old age injury. I just think from the moment he he forced himself to play an Ashes test, completely unfit, and pulled up after three overs. You can't trust him. And then he's constantly banging on about how fit he still is. He's gonna take he's gonna take five on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm sure he is, and I'll look like an absolute mug. But I think while England have such a healthy bowling attack and such a young, exciting sort of plethora of bowlers coming through, he's well in danger of in two years' time or a year's time holding on to that spot way longer than he needs to. Yeah. I do agree that he's potentially in the territory of uh not going out on his terms. Yeah. <laughs> could definitely, could definitely see him limping out after we've been back 5 0 in India. Yeah. Like, I, I think someone of his stature probably deserves to be able to go out on his terms, but he yeah. seems a bit too stubborn. Like, do what Cookie did. I think that's oh, what, what he deserves. But... What, that, that was beautiful from Cookie. Yeah, that's how you do it. I don't mm. know. No, you say, um, I'm definitely get proved wrong when he takes Pfeiffer from his own end come Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we've got a pretty good pretty good sign out really. So we've got Burns and Abid Ali up top. Azar Ali at three, Bubba at four, Stokes at five, Shafiq and Butler at six and seven. That is a serious middle order. Wokes at eight, Yashir at nine, Broad at ten, Shaheen at eleven. Can I throw a curveball like a really small curveball in there? Can we put Moeen in for Baba so we can have a hat trick of alleys? <laughs> <laughs> I'd go up top. Go up top instead of Burns. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, just tell him to swing big. We need more alleys. We had a, yeah, we had a proper one of those on Saturday. We just sent out a guy at number three, and there was a really short boundary, and he's a proper number 11. And we were like, just try and hit every ball in that direction. It worked. Maybe Moe and Ali could do a similar job. <laughs> a, little bit of a little bit of spin as well. Right, so we've got that. 
you go. That's what we need, the offspin, the balance. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, because we're packed with leg spinners, otherwise. Uh, ben, ben Stokes can bowl some offies, can't he? Did you see that video <laughs> that went around? In the UAE? Yeah, when he was wickedly injured, just turning his arm over. That is, that is the sign that... Uh, was Cook who was skipper that day, or Root? Cook. Definitely had heat stroke, if he's making decisions like that. <laughs> <laughs> if he's going, oh, did it, didn't... um Was it... Did Hales get an over? Was that when Jennings got an over? There was Jennings, a Jennings and Hales both have bowled quite a lot in first-class cricket, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about Hales. A medium pacer. Jennings definitely bowls. Yeah. But I just remember there was a spell in that game where it was just like, oh, if anyone wanted the ball and could be bothered to run in that hit, they could have it. Yeah, Jennings has bowled over 1,500 first-class balls. Uh, Alex Hales has three first-class wickets. Yeah, Alex Hales has bowled three overs in Test match cricket. I wouldn't mind betting it was the same game that Stokes bowled a little cool. bit of off. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, I almost definitely remember him having a little trundle for no real reason. <laughs> so, does anyone anyone have any burning thoughts about this um, Bob Willis Trophy? Obviously, county cricket's back. What do we all make of the format? Are we looking forward to a five-day final? Um, is there any point having a five-day final in September when it's going to rain for three of those days? What do we make of it? I'm definitely glad to see county cricket back. Like, it's something that usually fills my summers quite nicely. Always have it on in the background. Essex are quite good at streaming their games and have been for a few years. So it's definitely nice to have that in the background while I'm getting a few other, other bits done. The five-day final is a little bit funny, isn't it? But I suppose they're accounting for a few days of rain. Yeah, and you were saying um, earlier to us, Sam, that you think the group's maybe a little bit lopsided. So, yeah, obviously they're done geographically, so there's no sort of, you know, malice in it from the ECB. But I just think the quality of the sides in that South group looks a little bit higher than in the other groups. Sort of, you've got Essex, who are the county championship champions, and the only player they've lost is uh, an overseas, like Peter Siddle, for example. And Surrey, Surrey look a bit funny, lost a lot of players to England, but they've got such a, a large pool of talent you're always going to be relying on them to be decent. Then you've got Kent, Hampshire, Sussex, all Div 1 teams this year, supposed to be Div 1 teams this year. I just think compared to that North group where uh, only Yorkshire and Lancashire in Div 1 and Lancashire got promoted anyway last year and that sort of South West group or whatever whatever they're called in that other one, Central group, that just looks horrifically weak, doesn't it? So sort of a runaway team in that North and West group could mean you get yeah. none of the best teams in the final. Am I right in thinking that one team could run away with that middle group and then be in the final? Yeah. So if Somerset win all their games, which is probably quite likely, even though they're not going to be that strong, they could get in the final. And then in that South group where it's a bit more nip and tuck, everyone could win three games and none of them get in the final, even though probably six of the better teams. Wait, how does it work? So is it the top two highest points? Yeah, top two records, yeah. three groups. So in theory, two of them could come from the same group. Yes. Yeah, so you're probably looking at a Yorkshire Somerset final. You reckon? Then is that what you're predicting? Yeah, I don't think Yorkshire all that anymore. Lost a lot of players, haven't they? Yeah. Yorkshire to the England setup. Lancashire performed badly against Leicestershire so far. Yeah. Just it's, it'd be it's who, who acclimatizes to the odd new playing conditions because obviously 
you have to declare after 120 overs. There's less overs in a day. I think has the new ball changed as well? Do they get that at different times? It's, time? it's yeah. 90, isn't it, instead of 80? Yeah. And uh, the follow-on target's changed to 200. Just think there's a lot of funny little niche new rules. Like it's set up for more draws. I think it's set up to stop bowlers injuring themselves, which in turn probably will lead to more draws. Yeah, I was going to say, making the follow-on score a bit higher will stop Essex bowling teams out with Simon Harmer and then making them back again. I'm not not sure too much. I mean, if both first innings go the full distance, you've only got 30 overs left on that third day. There's still a good chance of getting result even when teams bat their full first over first yeah. innings allocation. Yeah, it stops and teams batting for two days, doesn't it? At least having a look at the scorecard so far, it looks like most of the games are in a good position to find a result on the final day. That says a lot about county cricket, doesn't it? You don't get many draws. <laughs> Ravi, what are you making of Kent's chances of getting out of that South Group? Um. I was just like in general, just like so. I'm going to avoid your question completely. Just talk about it in general. But um, I know, like you were saying, the groups are slightly lopsided and that um, the rules are all funny. But I guess the main point point of this tournament is just to get some sort of four day cricket out there, because otherwise you would have had professionals, probably a lot of them, fighting for their contracts with no cricket. And at least this has given them a chance to just play a few games. And I think, to be honest, that's probably the priority as opposed to like who wins it. I don't know if that. Like makes sense or whatever, but in terms of Kent, yeah, like Sam said, it's a tough, tough group in the South. Um, and to be honest, because of the competitiveness of that South group, it probably means that no, no one from that group is likely to get into that final. But yeah, as I said, the main thing I think is just getting some overs under the bowlers and getting some runs with batsmen, like just giving them that opportunity to prove themselves to their selectors and fighting for another year on that contract. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, I think you're right. We all know ourselves how important it is to put in good performances and, you know, impress the selectors at club level. So it's almost definitely the same at county level. <laughs> so before before we wrap up, any other business? Anyone got any interesting stories? I've, I've, got, I've got one from the footballing world, but it's actually a bit sad. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. So um, Joseph Illich, the Atalanta striker, who's been in the form of his life, he's qualifying for the Champions League. Again, next season, they've got a quarterfinal against PSG to look forward to next week. He went home back to Slovenia for the week uh, at the end of the Serie A season uh, last weekend. And he found his wife cheating on him. And he's now considering retiring because he's that heartbroken by it. So so hopefully he works that out and Atalanta can get through the first leg without him. And he'll be able to come back for the second leg because he's really key. So their chances of placing an upset in the Champions League. But I thought that was quite sad to read. And now I thought all... you were going to say he's been he's been locked down in Slovenia. Yeah. Oh, real no. no, I guess I'm guessing he wishes he was now because he's a uh, he's got a lot to talk about with his wife. I think. Jeez. Yeah. Surely you found something a bit strange, Chandy. Uh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll wrap it up there then. It's a it's a big week for the podcast. Um, we'll also have an interview out with the uh, captain of Spanish cricket um, at some point this week. Um, Chris was a lovely man, uh, told us a lot about cricket on the continent. And um, yeah, who knows? Hopefully we might be able to take some sort of silly point rebel side out to Spain for a tour in the future. And if we get really low on content, oh, we can just talk everyone for our game of golf tomorrow. Yeah.
exactly. There we go. Yeah, get an early night because we're up early in the morning. But yeah, who knows? Maybe we can charge subscribers of City Point, you know, 400 quid to come with us to Spain and play cricket for the day. <laughs> Patreon it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, on, on that bombshell, um, we'll wrap up. Like I say, double upload for, for us this week. Stephanie, tune in. And if you have a VPN, say it to a Rogue Nation so we can go number one on their right chart. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Que vaya bien. <laughs> Hi guys, it's uh, Saravian, aka Rav, aka Monty. Uh, just a quick disclaimer: uh, on the most recent podcast uh, that you've just listened to, I incorrectly stated that Pakistan are unbeaten home and away since 2010. They are in fact unbeaten against England home and away uh, since. 2010. So I'd like to apologise to you, the listener, and also to any side that has beaten Pakistan in the last 10 years. Have a good one.